Your Majesty. First, the greeting. Blessings upon you. And you, Messiah. Very good, my lord. Now, the kiss. <laughs> Shiny. Steady, my lord. Actors hold, starting again from the top. Welcome to Fear Me. Kim. Stuart. And tonight we have a guest with us, Brian Ross. Hello, everybody. If you guys uh, don't remember, Ross was on two years ago when we were covering um, Fear the Walking Dead, I think, which would have been, that would have been season two for Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. So it's been an extremely long time. Nothing to, to say against Ross, <laughs> but we are very glad to have him back again. We had to call on him because Scott decided to take off and travel to Switzerland and mm. and go to uh, the Matterhorn. Drink in... lots of beer. <laughs> we Yes, we hope. We hope <laughs> he'll is. come back with news of, of different beers. But thanks, Ross, for, for jumping in. And Ross actually was, um, I think you, you had to catch up on some of the preacher stuff because I don't think you were watching most of it starting out. But... Yeah, in Blitzkrieg fashion. Um, yeah. I was a little bit behind. Like I said earlier before uh we were recording i must have screwed up pretty good to not be invited back for two years so <laughs> nothing against you man you know i'll do my best to try to sound a little bit smarter but i make no promises this go around um yeah it was good i caught the first season when it was airing and then uh basically fell asleep for a while and uh had some catching up to do on season two which was kind of neat to do it and completely binge watch it and then uh I know. Up I mean, getting up to speed on season three. I'm actually interested to see what what you think, especially after trying to take in like that much in such a short amount of time. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. what you know, what you think about the the show so far. So, what did you think watching it that quickly and getting back into it again? Just the the show overall. Uh, overall, um, like I have no background as far as being exposed to it. You know, in the comic book world, like. Uh, Walking Dead or anything like that. So I, 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 everything was new and fresh. And from what I understand, that the show does follow the comic book uh, storyline. Uh, let's say more closely. So I, I would, I, I liked it a lot. I thought there was a lot of activity. There was a lot of uh, character development, good storylines, all that stuff. Pretty crazy, uh, you know, uh, outlandish scenarios and all that sort of fun stuff. I liked it a lot. I mean, uh, without getting too detailed or too wordy about it, I thought it was awesome. Season two was great. So since you're just binge watching all of it, like within the last week so far, which, which season has been your favorite? Probably season three. Now, okay. Yeah. To me, it seems to be, uh, and that's just because I think it, we've got the character development behind us. You know, we know that how deep rooted some of these relationships are. There's so much more backstory, uh, to it all that uh it's it's 
it it seems like they're jamming to me a lot more in these episodes mm. th- than they did in season two, if that makes sense. That could just be my perception of it, but it seems like there's a lot more going on. No, I, I, I agree with you. I think from what I remember of season two, it was rather slow. I mean, there was some good stuff, obviously, but it was a lot slower than this one. This is... This one has so many storylines going on all at the same time. It's hard to keep up sometimes. Yeah, it does. And in fact, it hasn't even it hasn't even reintroduced a lot of things that got left off from season two yet. I mean, we're still haven't dealt with like Hitler. Yeah. And Gene <laughs> and all these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like our disappearing yeah. uh, characters from the last season. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's I think this one's this this episode was great, too. Although I have to say, I don't I think I like last episode a little bit better. Well, before you get into oh, all that. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ross, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, well, representing North Carolina, uh, well, and California, let's put it that way. <laughs> Sierra Nevada, uh, they, uh, originally they're out of Chico, California, and uh, they have in recent years opened up a brewery in our beautiful town of Mills River, North Carolina. You know, hey, you can get that at pretty much any gas station or um, <laughs> supermarket. <laughs> but it is it's it's really good. that unique. <laughs> but it's good. I like it. So, oh, oh it's, I should be specific. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is what I'm enjoying. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Cool. <laughs> Up near Asheville. Mm-hmm. Good brewery. Mm-hmm. And we have a new one from Sweetwater, the Twisted Fish Crystal Pilsner. Which is brewed in, I guess, conjunction with uh, Building Conservation Trust and the Coastal Conservation Association. So it's very good. It doesn't, you know, honestly, it tastes more like an IPA to me, but it's, it's a strong Pilsner. That's for damn sure. It's very good. And the best part is a dollar from every case goes towards sustainable fisheries and habitat management and that sort of thing. So that's pretty awesome. It's a very good beer. I like it. And it gets you housed. What? No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll get you drunk. All right, so. <laughs> this is episode 117 of the Fear Me podcast, because, you know. Oh, you didn't even say that part. Didn't even say that part. Okay, sorry. Uh, we are covering Preacher, season three, episode five, The Coffin. Okay. Such simple names. I'm just lately. so excited to have Ross here. I know you are. So <laughs> why don't you, you guys go ahead and tell us what you thought about this last episode. I already told you. I thought it was great. <laughs> I, no, I, no, I think, uh, like I said, the fourth episode, I think, was, uh, I think, a little bit better um, than this one. But, uh, no, I thought the, this one was awesome. I mean, you, you, what, got to see the Allfather and, like, a little bit more in-depth into the Grail people, uh, which was... Was oh what what it was the Monty Python skit Ross you're gonna dude, remember this Mr Creosote dude that's what yes, I was yes Mr Creosote get exactly. me a bucket yeah, exactly <laughs> it just throws up all over the place exactly oh yeah so God. that's our all father yeah um and yeah they're scared to get a call from him uh because he may eat you <laughs> but yeah, um no there was actually there was a lot that happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. So it it wasn't just a couple, like two little storylines. They were all over the place in this one. So it was good, though. I enjoyed it. What do you think, Ross? Um, I liked it a lot. I felt like they definitely uh, included a lot of stuff in one episode. It was a lot going on. It felt like it was way more jam-packed than previous episodes to me. Um, I 
really enjoyed the kind of the whole, you know, uh, putting Jesse back in the watery grave, that type of thing. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. You know, that he has basically kind of like reliving all the horrible circumstances of his, you know, childhood. That's well, not all of them, but that one in particular. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the storyline also with uh, Tulip and how she's tied to the grandmother. And I, it was great. I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. It was pretty cool. And then Cassidy, too. You almost like you feel heartbroken for the guy. Or I, I did. know. That's yeah. sad. You know. And it, it was, uh, it was, you know, it's just like, ah, oh, man, the guy can't catch a break. He's just, you know, the hopeless romantic. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was good to see him still involved this early, you know, because yeah. he, I mean, he just got kicked out in the last episode. So it was good to see that, you know, he's still around and still pretty involved yeah. in the storyline. And they didn't yeah. have to, like bring him back in like five or so episodes later or something like that so right i feel like he is being followed so there's he's he can't be really cast aside right like some of the other previous uh you know um characters that we've seen who've come and gone like we're wondering you know where where hitler went or where you know i don't know film yeah arse face exactly you know um you know cassidy is pretty crucial but uh, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I think so far um, for season three, this was my favorite. Cool. I think I agree with you. The scenery in this one really caught my attention, especially the swamp stuff. I loved seeing the casket underneath the water, and you could see it was kind of like a watercolor almost, just the way the, the, the reeds were just slowly moving in the water, and I was really hoping to see an alligator float by or something. But that was just really cool. And then the imagery of Jesse's face in the air tube. That mm. was cool, the way they framed that. Mm-hmm. Right. Just the circle. And Cassidy, poor Cassidy. I feel bad for him. And I love that he's out there looking for a companion. And I'm really sad for him that he got screwed over in the inn twice. <laughs> got kidnapped twice. And, um, and then all the fighting, which I really... I, sometimes I don't like fighting too much in these types of shows because it's just it seems to be a little too much at times. But there was so much in this episode, but it all seemed to work and it kind of flowed together and there seemed to be a purpose behind that a little bit. Oh, and then <laughs> TC and Grandma, that was awesome. Oh yeah, dude, yeah, that, that was, was the big question weird. mark as to what the hell was going on there. <laughs> yeah, well, I love that scene. I think when when he oh, said God. we could we could play, and then Kim's like, I don't know if I want to see that, because it was like, what could that be? Could that be like torturing someone? Could that be? So-? It was kind of torturing the viewers. I think <laughs> yeah. at that point, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it seemed like some completely backwards hillbilly type bullshit yes. that you would yep. expect, like you know. Well, I mean, you've got to wonder, why have TC and Jody stayed around for as long as they have? Yeah. We don't know why what are the they connection so loyal is. To her? Yeah. 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 Not to put any semblance of normalcy on these people whatsoever. So, yeah, from that standpoint, it's probably not surprising, you know. Well, okay. But. So, um, are they actually family? We don't know. We, we really we have, have no, no clue idea. as to if they're actually Because fa- it's always like, it's all about the family. Yeah. And, he's, yeah. and it's his Jesse's grandma, but... We have no idea if, if Jody or TC are related to them at all. Really, what their what okay. yeah what their relation is at all. The funny is funny thing is that they all kind of look like alike, you know. 
they have uh, very familial in in the fact that they've got like bad teeth and it's no, all Jody, disheveled. And... No, I think Jody looks very well put together, don't you think? Grandma was looking good in the last one. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, especially when that wig came off. Yeah, yeah like an old broom. I was like, yeah, you got to hit that, TC. <laughs> yeah, get on it. <laughs> but but the funny thing is, this is obviously something they've done a lot. There's a script behind it. And oh, in costumes. TC yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in costumes, of course. <laughs> TC was not feeling it, obviously, because she did not feel anything between his legs and totally turned her off. And he was like, I forgot my line. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That does not help the mood, I don't think. No, not at all. That's why Jody's in the background just with the bass guitar. Go, (laughs) (laughs) But it's also funny that... (laughs) <laughs> the characters that they chose. He was, uh, um, what, a Union soldier? Mm-hmm. And she's just some Southern girl. She's the Southern Belle. Southern mm-hmm. Belle, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. That, that was cute. That was super cute. Well, I, I starting the whole thing out with Humperdoo, though, that guy is... I, I forget the name of the actor. I've seen pictures of him before, though. That dude is hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> it's. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, that that's what I love about the show is I mean just that the whole Humperdue character itself is like just a, a great example of of they're not nothing's untouched. It can be yes, you know they can be blasphemous and it's immensely entertaining. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a great segment, you know, because everybody's sitting there just hanging, you know, like oh boy, you know, yeah, what's, yeah. what's all father gonna th-? you know, and then he of course he loves it. You know, and uh, yeah. Well, and then, and when you know, when you're watching it, of course, being how kind of ridiculous they portray most uh, people, they're the caricature of people. You do think it's, oh, this must be the queen. This must be like the the character of the queen until they, you know, break scene and right. they're like, okay, everybody back to your places. With Hooper as the stage director. Yes. Yeah. He was super funny. No, I really liked when Hooper was like, okay, everybody, places, places. He is such a versatile character. I love that he's just like all over the place. And he get it's, I don't know even how to describe him. He's funny. And was that when, um, uh, do, 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 what's her name? Laura Featherstone yeah, actually yeah. Uh, points out Airstar's yeah, hat. Uh, no, that, that was when Humperdue was doing the tap dance. Oh, okay, okay. Because if, if you notice through the episode, he, he's seen with a series of different hats. Mm-hmm. So he's like trying out different looks throughout the entire show, yeah. which I thought was kind of funny. I only noticed two hats. Was there more than one? Oh, uh, maybe it was just the two. Okay. He's definitely so, trying something. Like a fedora and then the baseball hat? Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 But I feel like he switched to the baseball hat simply because she said something about uh, his maybe, hat. Oh, maybe so. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. She made him self-conscious. But it was also funny when she was like, I've got a very interesting idea. And he tells her, this is not the time for interesting ideas. And then she says it again and then just pauses. Like the comic pause. For- yeah, and they're waiting. They're like, okay, what is it? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Um, okay, so so what about the All Father? Like uh, the whole, so the whole Grail thing seems a bit like a farce to me because one, you've got Humperdue as the supposed Messiah in the waiting, and then you've got the All Father who's just a disgusting, filthy, super obese slob. 
Yeah. Well, he's yeah. I mean, he's the head of the religious organization. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the Grail. And uh, like when they fight, they call. He says they they get a call from Masada, mm-hmm. which is like um, uh, a special tourist attraction now, but it was a fortress that's in Israel. Okay, I didn't pick up on that. Yes, that it's is? like in southern Israel. It's like this huge fortress um, that was actually one of like the huge battles between Israelis and uh, Romans. Mm-hmm. Like, How do you way, know this? Way, I looked it up. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I had, I said Masada. I was like, okay, that's got to have some meaning, right? Mm-hmm. So he's encamped at that place. So, you know, these guys are deep in the roots of, like, the, you know, the heart of religion, mm-hmm. supposedly. And yet he's an evil guy at the same time. Because he talked, what he said, um, he was talking about how his stomach staples didn't stay. So he had his gastroenterologist uh, beheaded. Beheaded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's like, he was like, oh, well, you know, good use of power. Yeah. They definitely expressed the fact that, you know, these are, it's a, he's a terrible human being, right? I mean, there's no other opinion that can be formed, (laughs) but just by taking a look at him, you're just like, oh God, yeah, this guy is, you know, yeah, it's, they, they paint, they definitely portray him and, uh, you know, kind of the light that you would expect. Well, it's it's the the anti-religious anti-religious um, teachings, I guess. Yeah. Right. The people that are actually the heads of this are the exact opposite of the people that you would think would be the heads of this. They're right. they're evil. They're right. taking advantage of the power. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a marketing. This whole Humperdoo thing to them is more of a marketing scheme to stay in power to keep their organization in power. And unfortunately. Humperdue is a lost cause, and that's why they want Jesse to come in and take right. over the reins. Yeah. If he can convince him to do it and still control him. But again, okay, first of all, Allfather must have done something. He must have done many things that were pretty bad if Airstar is scared of him too. Mm-hmm. But again, like if the Allfather is someone that nobody really knows about, he's in hiding, why can't they just pass somebody off like Jesse as the Messiah. I don't understand why they're still sticking with Humperdoo. I know we've talked about this many times before. But... Oh, like, like uh, I mean, do they need someone that with, like, Jesse who actually has some sort of power, yeah. or can they just have someone that, like, doesn't look like he's inbred? Well, somebody that's <laughs> yeah. healthy, let's say. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it would, seem, it would make sense if they could just have someone that was, like, a face that they could put, stroll out there. And, and having Humperdue pass off his abilities as a tap dancer, I don't think is going to convince people in the world that he is their savior almighty. Well, maybe part of the thought is that since he is part of the lineage of Jesus as the Messiah, that's who he's supposed to be, then he supposedly has some sort of powers. Yeah, I think that's what it is, is the fact that, I mean, it has to be of that, of that lineage, right? Jesse's basically the only other option, I think that they have right they can't just put anybody else out there yeah that's a direct line to god yeah because god's gone and dressing up as a dog and right with a hooker or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's so weird some crazy biker chick from florida which yeah yeah which we we had talked about before she's she's more of kind of uh his costume like she never moves or talks or anything Mm-hmm. Right. That woman just sits on the back of the bike, just like it's like just part of his costume. That's my yeah. trophy, bitch. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> God. 
<laughs> but <laughs> but the All Father is talking about how <laughs> after they parade out Humperdue, if the people don't accept him as the Almighty, that they're just going to burn in hell. Who is? The people he said the people of the world. Oh, 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 okay, I gotcha. But, well, who's going to make that happen? Well, then why go to the trouble? Why go to the trouble even trying to get Jesse if they've got, you know, hey, we're just going to smite them all. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, wh- what are they trying to do? Like, what's the end game, I guess? Well, the end game is control. Uh, uh, and it's it's a fight between good and evil, even though the guys that are supposedly or maybe think they're ungood just because they're, they're wearing white. <laughs> um you know, they're they're not necessarily good, but still, they're still trying to fight against the devil because the devil was talking about how he has this whole plan of action that he's going to push forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they may not be good, but at least they're they're trying to keep the control in the hands of good. I'm just saying they should lie. I mean, okay, my honest thought is that the Grail people are just, I mean, they're just using religion for power in some way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're they're using God and the angels and all this kind of stuff as their excuse to to have more power over other people. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is honestly kind of how religion works in general. But the fact yeah. that God is out of out of this, that, the fact that God's out of His throne, they see that. I mean, they're nervous about it. So, I don't know. It's it's an odd one. And I, I, I would say that they would think that they had, see an opportunity to gain more power, but not necessarily. Because they don't have anything, they don't have anything in their hand to play. It's a great portrayal of like religion. Uh, I think it's a good portrayal of like you know people are just trying. They're like they're hanging on, but they're they're kind of losing people. You know. Yeah. Like they're so they're trying anything they can to, uh, you know, by new means to try to keep people under their control. You know, like look at us, we're cool and sexy this way now you know that kind of thing something like uh, that yeah. maybe along, along those lines you know because they're losing a lot of more people every year um for it's actually very much like the catholic church yeah right right with, yes yeah, with, with <laughs> just, to not say it not so long-windedly it's, it's they've very got similar. pope 2.0 in in place now everybody's like oh catholic church isn't that bad the last pope they had people were like "Ooh, this guy is kind of evil <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. kind like he's, of. He's kind of taking everything backwards, but it is. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's it's it's ex- kind of exactly how that is. Mm-hmm. Except that in in this universe, God and the angels and everything else yeah. are much more approachable as a real thing. Right. I think they just draw similarities from that. You know, I think yep. it's it's kind of real world app. You know, they're drawing from the real world kind of you know, you know, current events that sort of thing. They're losing people, so they're trying to market it different ways to appeal to more people. And they're hanging on by their fingernails. That's kind of my take on it, but I don't know. Another person who is very controlling in the show is Grandma. And Tulip finally decides... I thought you were going to say Scott. (laughs) Scott's But not our show. On this podcast, Okay, yes, okay, yeah. But he's not here. so we can extremely controlling. We can run amok. Yes. Okay. Do as we want. Scott, I'm taking over. (laughs) (laughs) but he doesn't let us cuss anymore (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm sorry (laughs) i didn't know you (laughs) you guys should tell me that no 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 no. he's kidding (laughs) i'm kidding 
But I, I think that the character of Grandma is very much like the Grail or the Catholic Church or whatever you want no, to say. No, she's losing believers. Losing believers. She's only got really two people hanging on now. She yeah, doesn't but, even have any customers anymore. And she needs, the difference is she needs to feed on these people. Yeah. yeah so I she needs realize... to actually eat their souls. So I'm not sure if uh, if old uh, Allfather needs to be feeding on people or, or not. But um, yeah, this woman is falling apart if she's not eating souls, I guess. Yeah, I mean. didn't realize how important that was to her well-being. Well, I mean, we speculated early on that the, um, was that Madame Boyd was young because she was getting more customers. Mm-hmm. But she actually just was young. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, she's um, like the same age as Jesse, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, when we first were introduced to her, we were like, oh, wow, I thought she was competition, same age as Grandma, uh, but just happened to be getting a little bit more souls. Uh, but no, she's the same age as, as uh, Jesse, and um, Grandma is not doing so hot. Tulip is very taken by what Madame Boyd, Sabina, has said to her about um, breaking that contract that Grandma and Jesse have together. Mm-hmm. And so she tries, she's like, all right, she's got to go. She's got she's to die. Um, so my question is, is this the first time or Grandma makes these blood packs with the, with the um, handkerchiefs? Yes. They're not normally bound. Those people are not bound to her, right? It, TC said it's just because she ingested the hair and the nails and all that stuff. Correct. Yeah, when in Tulip's case, correct. Yeah, she ate like parts of her, I guess. So, yes. do you think Sabina knew that when she told her to told? That's what Jesse to Je- to kill Grandma. That's what Jesse hinted at. That um, she. That's why she told her to kill her. Okay. Because to get Tulip out of the picture, to get both of them out of the picture, the grandmother and Tulip out of the picture. Okay. Because I guess Jesse still feels like she has some connection with him. Ah. Madame Madame Boyd. Right. Yeah. So it would be more of a jealousy thing. There's no reason that Grandma or she would know that Grandma had ingested the nails and hair and stuff like that. Okay. So. Right. That's what I thought. I, and I and I was thinking maybe. Sabina is not really trying to get back with Jesse. She just wants to get back at Jesse. Yes, you are correct. Right? Right. Okay. So when she goes to confront Jesse and was like, I think we should kill Grandma. How do you feel about that? And they hear all the banging. And she's like, what is that? And he says, it's TC and Jody." And then you see TC's descend from the... Yes, yeah, because they had found out that uh, they had let go Cassidy, so Cassidy was gone. So that's right. Where, so they but were going to come attack. I him. love that scene when yes. TC comes down from the ceiling and he's all quiet like a mouse, and he's like, "What y'all staring at?" Yeah, no, he pops <laughs> up and he's for? like, "He's like, what y'all waiting for?" Because he's <laughs> yeah. like, "Let's get it. Let's go ahead and fight." So he goes through yeah. that whole effort of sneaking up on him, but at the same time, he's like, "Just to say, let's all brawl." Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because they're just standing there in front of the door, waiting for it to open. You know, expecting yes. that door to just and, and they're right there, and he just sneaks them right by, right behind them. It's hilarious. It, and then yeah. my favorite is the found object bathroom weaponry <laughs> between TC yeah. and Tula. Yeah. <laughs> she like shoots nair on his face. Yeah, and she's got the the eyelash curler. She's like yeah. snip, 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 snip. Yeah. That was hilarious. Swift kick to the nuts. <laughs> Yeah. 
He does this little MacGyver move of, you know, the toilet paper roll and the hair dryer. Yes. And... Yeah. That was brilliant. <laughs> what did he pour brilliant. on there? What was that? Was it just happened to be some sort of accelerant sitting right there. No, he like poured something out of a bottle. It had to be it. like nail polish remover or something like something that. Something like oh, that, right? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> That's what I would have used. Yeah. Most likely, yeah. That's the move, really. <laughs> yeah but then she kicks him in the nuts which is just like it's kind of like the indiana jones where he shoots the guy with the, the sword yeah, yeah 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 the guy <laughs> yeah that's right after all the theatrics that's all it takes just kick him in the nuts shoot him that's, whatever yeah. but tulip found herself in a lot of fights this time because then she gets into a fight with jody and then she gets into a fight with Grandma. Well, okay, but then yeah, so they they take at that point they take Jesse off and they put that's when they put him in the pond, right? The swamp, yep. They're in the swamp, sorry. And then they uh, they lock Tulip up, and then uh, Jody's gonna sit there and watch over her, and he's doing the crossword puzzle and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But at some point during that, when Jesse's down in the pond, he realizes, okay, well, I need to blow myself out of here, and he does like the cigarette thing that he's doing, but. Tulip gets out of it, and we don't see how that happens, right? Dude, no. I think he falls asleep or something, man. He had to have, because we were sitting there watching, and we are like, okay, how did she get to him, right? Yeah. You know? So, and she, like, even shows the pen and stuff, and she's like, yeah, like, and they had locked him up. Yeah, he must have fallen asleep, but... Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing I can deduct from it, is, I mean, how else would that have happened? She not only frees herself, but then chains him to the radiator, right? He didn't even bother to yell or anything, though. He just waited for somebody else to come through the door. And then he didn't even say anything. He still didn't no, say anything. Well, was, I mean, no, he, he, she was headed out the door, right? I mean, she yeah. was. She got free, and she was... Yeah. Yeah, TC shows up and knocks, and then he warns... TC. Uh, Jody warns TC, yeah. watch out, because she pops up and hits him. But it almost seemed like Jody didn't even realize he was locked up at that point. That's what I'm saying. Because then he looks down at his arm he and had he to starts be. tugging, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Okay. So he must have been. He must have been completely out of it. Because when he he sat down next to her, and then that was the last time we saw him. Yeah. He sat know, down next to her, and and he whatever. I don't know. It's weird, man. Yeah. This is we could we could definitely analyze this one and call some bullshit. I think okay. It's it's like seven or eight feet from the couch to the radiator. So did yeah. he like fall asleep? him she like unshackle he's a big herself, guy shackle big him guy. and like stretch him out while he was still sleeping to the radiator like <laughs> you know, i don't know man That's... well not i mean even before that before jody even comes into the room she's trying to reach for the key and it's on that carpet and she can't quite reach it mm. but she doesn't drag the carpet to her either oh and he also puts it in his pocket and he's like right next to her mm. yeah so he put it in his breast pocket, and then that was it. There were a lot of inconsistencies. I think that's one of those scenes we're not really supposed to analyze. I don't know. Yeah, that's what we do. I just, I, I just wanted to make sure that someone <laughs> else thought maybe I'd miss, maybe I wasn't just high during that point. Yeah, <laughs> and well, completely missed it. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, it was weird. It was very weird. There are but, a, a plethora of possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I was playing a game where I would eat a pill every time I saw Cassidy eat a pill. Oh, whatever. Yeah, that one? Yeah, yeah. We did that too. We did it with Jaeger shots, though. I, I enjoyed, like, the scenes with Cassidy 
with his backwards cowboy t-shirt, which I'm still trying to figure out what that was all about. But those Dude, scenes he was wearing were... a, a Journey t-shirt. Was it last episode or the episode before yeah, that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh, he's gr- his his clothing is great. In fact, there's a uh, another uh, guy on Twitter. What does he call it? He calls it victim chic. <laughs> so he's like whatever clothes he finds off of people that he kills. That's what it seems like he's wearing. Because <laughs> he's got like the dog with like the top hat on. Was like yeah. one of he's like a puppy with a top hat on. Was one of his shirts that he wore like early on in New Orleans. Yeah. But um, anyways, those scenes were great. And when he's he's finding out that his new girlfriend is actually just a fake vampire. Man. Oh yeah, yeah. He went on the vampire Tinder or whatever that yes. was. Yes, the bite uh, me. The bite yeah, me. bite me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. And the bird girl. That was a bummer. That was. I mean, like I was actually kind of a. That was a bummer. I. I it, don't know. it was because I really believed her when she said she'd been a vampire for two hundred years. Well, you felt good for Cassidy. I did. Yeah, I was like, this is awesome. I was this like, chick is yeah. Cool. He's finally found somebody. <laughs> that... <laughs> Wait, what were you thinking? <laughs> and smoking hot and. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work out, yeah. No, fortunately. I know but, he finally found somebody he could connect with, and even uh, he's been banned from uh, Angelville, but he's still stuck around. He's still like hanging out, waiting to see what's going to happen mm-hmm. back there. And he's like, in the meantime, I'm just gonna find a friend. And then the fucking he handled it well, though. Him. He handled it well. Yeah. Oh but yeah, dude. Yeah. When she right. first pulled that thing out of her pocket, I was like, "She? Why is she getting a um? I thought it was a um, oh, what's it called? Like a birth control thing, you know? And uh, whip? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I could name a bunch of other like inappropriate. things. And I was right wondering now. why she's doing that. If she's actually a vampire, <laughs> she's not getting pregnant. It was teeth. Don't yeah, it was teeth. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, it was teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we, you had uh, okay. The thing that I thought was funny was uh, that Laura Featherstone was there, like watching him the whole time. Oh, what the like hell him. did her T-shirt say? It was New York, wasn't it? I love. It New said York. I love something. I couldn't see what it said because she had oh, like a, a purse on and stuff. And I it was see. either I love New Orleans or I love New York. Uh, I mean, it was New Orleans. Okay, but she was well, hilarious. Yeah, with a. Frizzy curly hair. Yeah. Total oh, that tourist was, yes. chic. That was Look, awesome. you're going to start using that word now, are you? Tourist chic? Yeah, no chic. Just chic. chic, chic. Yeah. yeah, chic. Yeah. Vampire yeah. chic. Yeah. Yeah. I was digging her super short shorts, too. Yes. But they were like super short, like granny shorts or something. Mom shorts. Mom shorts. There you go. Okay, mom shorts. There you go. Yeah. Mom they come short. up way high on her waist. Yes, yeah. exactly. High and tight. In the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so her brilliant, interesting idea was to kidnap Cassidy, I guess, mm-hmm. and make him read this thing, which he's so incoherent at this point. She's got to like literally prop him up, and he keeps falling over. What's the point of what he's having to read? Like, do you, do they really think that uh, Jesse is going to come to his rescue? Of course he will. I don't know. I don't know that he will. Well, just because he's completely wasted and incapacitated? No, no, no. And I think I, I think because Jesse is so caught up in what everything that's going on at Angelville and Cassidy is fairly safe at this point since he's away from there, yeah. even if the Grail does have him, 
He's in a safe place. Well, I think that's the funny thing about like these characters is that they've survived this long and yet they're very simple minded. So it's like they do stuff that should get them caught all the time. Mm-hmm. And yet they do it anyways because they really don't give a shit because they never get caught. They just do it and then they get away with it. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, well, I shouldn't say, you know, it's, um, he will, he will most likely, if he sees something where Cassidy's captured, he'll go find him and he'll save him. Even though it's the dumbest idea in the world. Yeah. They're still best pals. And yeah. I, I felt like that was pretty, uh, sincere. Remember? When he's sitting there like, okay, you're my best friend. And yeah. I, I think that's, you know, that's 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 that was a, a pivotal point in the storyline because I think we're going to see situations where that's... And again, I say this from a place of not knowing anything about the comics where I think we're going to see that over and over again where they're going to be. They're, they're just... They're going to be... They're tied. Well, and, and that came at a time where everything was showing them splitting apart over a tulip, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, um, to, for them to never actually voice that, that they were actually good friends was kind of a huge thing. So, yeah, I, and, uh, I, you know, that was in the past few episodes, it was all about uh, Jesse pushing everybody away. He was pushing everybody away because that's how he got kept people safe right. from who he was and who the people around him were. Right. So, um you know, now, I don't know, I guess, uh, and I guess Tulip called him out on that, too. Yeah, she did. But I still don't think that Cassidy reading this scripted thing, especially using words like Jeopardy, I'm in terrible Jeopardy. Jesse's not going to believe all that, I don't think. No, I think, well, I think he knows it's a setup, obviously. The guy's captured. He's being forced to read something. Yeah. So... Well, I think if he finds that video of the, you know, that Hooper was taking of Cassidy reading that stuff, and then he sees that Air Star's been knocked out as well as Cassidy's now been taken by this other group, then he'll go after him. But, you know, so. Well, I guess the, the question now is, is this other group actually bad for Cassidy? Well, or are they going to hold him up as like. Kind of sounds like they are. I don't know. Or are I, they going to hold him up as like you know their new prophet? Is are they going to be? Is he going to be their new messiah? I think so. I mean, I think he could play off of. Uh, and they're in New Orleans. This is a whole like whatever it is. Like, what is it? The the the, the blood. Children of the blood yeah. or Children something. Of the blood. Like yeah. Right. Du right. Yeah. right. And so they're all exactly. like you know yeah they're definitely propping him up. I think this is a good good spot for him right now. Well. My concern is that the guy that's the head of that group seems like a bad influence. I mean, Cassidy's already bad enough as it is with his drugging and whoring around. Well, are they all fake vampires? Is That that was the other thing. Cause in, he's in the preview, not, because he's flying. Right, exactly. In the preview, they showed him flying around. So is, that, are they, is he actually a vampire? I think he's a vampire, and the rest of them are just Because he like, said you're doing worshipers. it wrong. You're yeah. just doing it wrong. Yeah, he's like, you're not living the life of a vampire the right way or something. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, for some reason, I just think that it's it's going to be a good thing for him because we've seen him kind of get, you know, just beat down here the past couple episodes. Yeah. So I think it's got to it's got to take a turn. Not that it has to, but I just feel like it will. We'll see. No, and yeah, no, and that's true. I, in the last episode, I think we talked about how um, 
the weird thing about Cassidy is that he's the most human seeming character mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, yeah, he's the only yeah. one that has empathy for other people. Yeah, he seems the most relatable, and he's yes. like, yeah. yeah. And everybody else is like a superhero almost. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, on the flip side of all of that, when he gets with this group, he could be like, you know what? These guys are actually accepting me for who I am mm. and want me to be with them and want me to be a part of their group. So fuck yeah, I'm going to stay here. No, he's going to kill them all. He's probably just going to kill them all. <laughs> That's my guess. Yeah. Okay, I think we'll take a break. Be back in a few. And I wanted to talk more about Jesse down at the bottom of the swamp and the appearance of John Wayne out of nowhere. Where in the world did that come from? (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. So first of all... Hallucinogen... Oh, whatever. Hallucination. Hallucinogenics. (laughs) Hallucinating a little bit there. (laughs) So it's very apparent that Jesse's been down in the swamp coffin before. Yeah, because all the stuff's carved on the inside, right? Right, but it also has tulip carved on the inside, so he did that this time, don't you think? No, this is the first uh, time. Well, isn't this the first? Oh no, he's yeah, known he her forever, he right? For a long time. That's right. Yeah, yeah, all this stuff is just we're learning um, physically how how Jesse got to be the way he was, you know, through by being tortured. Yeah, all his you know interactions with these crazy ass people that he's dealing with all the time. Yeah. So we're we're getting that firsthand now as an adult. Yeah. So. Yeah, he, he carved tulip early on, and then we find out that he's got his mental friend who is... Um, his coping mechanism. Yeah, his coping mechanism that's down in the coffin. <clears throat> yeah, so... <laughs> and, the, and the train comes. Yeah. I think it. I think it's funny that it's John Wayne, because that's who my grandpa loves. That's cute. <laughs> Does that make him more or less likable? And go. More likable. More likable, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously as a kid, he probably grew up watching old westerns with John Wayne in them. And John Wayne was always seen as like this really strong, roughneck type of guy who could solve any problem, get himself out of any situation. And Jesse looked to him for comfort. Yeah. And inspiration, actually. Yeah. And I mean, to me, it was always amazing that he never got out of there in the first place. He never had this, a reason to. I know, but how did this freaking coffin hold up that entire time? Through his entire adult life, child to adult life. Well, and he's not the only one that's ever been in it, too. No, that's true. Because when we came it's on this season... one hell of a season, coffin, though. It's wood. When we came in on this season, <laughs> big, there, was somebody, yeah. there was somebody down it's there, log. too. It's long. Remember that? Yep. So it's been used a lot. No, wait, but, hold on. I'm sorry, Kim. You said, I, I didn't recall that, actually. There was somebody else in the coffin before. Remember, uh, I think it was episode one of this season, the coffin was down. That's right. They, it was a quick, like, just a quick, like, 
flash yeah. of a scene, right? Where they show right. like the the overhead of the swamp and all that sort of thing, and that's when the right. pump was know, running. So. That's when Jody yeah. was skinning yeah, the, the alligator. Yeah, right, 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 right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just couldn't remember that. Right that's before they went to the organ grinder, which was actually an organ grinder. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's so true. it was down at the same dock, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, right. So there. I think yeah. I think the coffin's been used quite a bit. Yeah, people got to eat down there. You know, didn't didn't they threaten to put Jesse's grandma down there too, in one of those scenes? Uh, I don't know. They probably should have. I think so. Anyways, it's it's grandma's one of grandma's have, choice torture we, devices. We wouldn't have tulip though, right? No, but mm-hmm. if they had trapped grandma down there, then they could have kept grandma alive. And kept her under wraps while the other people lived on. That's true. That's a, actually a very good but point. But now the coffin is gone because he blew it up with the cigarette thing. Yeah, that would have been a good solution to the whole tulip Which thing. I was trying to figure out, how does the cigarette ash get to the gas in the pump if it's only air coming in and out of there? Because it would really suck if you were getting gas fumes down in that whole thing. I don't know. That's too heavy for me. Okay, you got what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. The thing the air I was... chamber would be separate from the actual motor, because yeah. if the if the motor was in any way engaged with the air chamber, you'd be getting gas fumes down in the coffin. Right, the entire right, time. yeah. Mm, you're basically I just see what getting... you're saying. Yeah. So you're getting yeah. carbon monoxide poisoning. So the fact that he has like yeah, he and and when he actually found that the cigarette pack stuck to both sides, was kind of weird to me too. Because air's got to come down one and then no. go up the other. And... It was just stuck on the left-hand side. Oh, is that true? Yeah, and he was I shoving. It stuck That's the thing. That's why we was sucking up backwards. Oh, uh, because he was... was trying to figure out which one it was sucking up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed yeah. like it stuck yeah. to yeah. both. Yeah. The, the thing I, I found is like, you know, that, of course it was on a wing and a prayer that that thing was, uh, pardon all these puns. <laughs> but, but do you think a cigarette butt could suck through a hose that distance? <laughs> no. Sounds like a, you, do a, you weird, know okay. a weird know. party a, question. Dude, it's a comment. Can you suck a cigarette can butt through suck, a hose? Can you suck butts that far? <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems like a major improbability. Yeah. It's not going to work. But that's okay. The fact that it was actually kind of cool hey, that man. he... The the it was ingenious that he he put the filter through mm-hmm. so that there was still enough for like the ash the coal mm-hmm. on the end of the filter mm-hmm. and once it burned down it would release it so the thing could get sucked up which I thought was actually kind of cool because he pushed it through enough to where right. I was like oh that's, that makes that's kind of cool well right. it was also cool that he thought to wrap his collar his preacher collar yeah yeah to actually around make it, it. Yeah, didn't work stay. for some reason the first time it did but then it worked. The first one didn't work. The first, the second one did. Didn't the preacher collar fall in the water and get uh, wet? Uh, I don't think so. Huh. No, the cigarette did. The okay. first cigarette fell out. Okay. And didn't work. Okay. Yeah, but he thought enough to fill the coffin up with water before he did all of this. Yeah. As a way to cushion himself, which I'm calling bullshit on that too. Okay. So are we gonna do hit and misses? You, we going through misses here? I think we're going through misses here. No, 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 I think that not. was a, a hit, in my opinion. I'm going to okay. have to respectfully disagree. Yeah, well, I think that was just to create some sort of a breach, right? 
So when that thing create had enough pressure coming through from the butt, it was going to be able to pop that thing open, yeah. pop mm -hmm. the coffin open. So I think he's basically at that point just cr trying to weaken s at some point, you know, directly above him so he can pop out the coffin itself. Yeah, that's well, he did. Them. He definitely had an epiphany when water started coming through because it, it seemed like he was doing his standard freak out in the coffin that he had probably done since he was a kid. Yeah. And then when the water started coming through, he and then he had that meeting with his John Wayne character. He had kind of an epiphany. Okay, well, you got to break. I got to blow this thing up. You got to blow the train up. You got to blow everything up. Right. And so um, that's when he really started beating and started picking at it and getting more water to come through. I thought it was a really cool scene. And I think some of the best imagery from the whole episode was in that part. So right. do you guys have anything else to say about this episode? No, no, I'm interested to see what's going on with these vampire people and Me Cassidy. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I think going into the next episode, it seems as though Cassidy, uh, it should lead off with Cassidy, right? Seems that way. It would seem a yeah. shame for us to go halfway through the next episode before we see Cassidy at this point, you know? Um, it, it's uh, where they left off there. It's pretty intriguing what comes next. Well, let's go into our hits and misses then. Ross, since you're a guest, do you have a hit? Uh, I thought that the Tulip Grandma situation was a hit because it was basically the whole, a few things. The, um, the whole, okay, you know, you can't kill Grandma without killing Tulip, right? Mm -hmm. So then how do you bring her back? Okay, Pulp Fiction scene. And yeah. that was awesome. You know, it was great how they did it. And um, again, it's kind of you. It's great that they were able to bring her back, but now you're just like, oh shit. <laughs> well, don't they even reference the Pulp Fiction? They do. Yes. They exactly yeah. said yeah, she's yeah. no. This is no Uma. She said that like this is this not no Uma, Uma Thurman. No Uma Thurman. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it, it's That's exactly good. what it was. The shot of yeah. adrenaline. But it, it it again. You were like you're thankful for her coming back. But you're like immediately thrown into um, fuck yeah <laughs> yeah what? what do you do yeah. now we're stuck yeah. with her so I thought that was a hit for me that was a first hit you know it was a, a pretty important part of the storyline I thought do you have a second hit Cassidy yeah. how I basically kind of like you you uh, you become more enamored with the the character through uh the situations and and stuff he had to uh face in this in this episode um and where they left him off basically again heartbroken even if it was just you know pretty short-lived uh you know flame there uh via the uh vampire tinder but you know the um the the, the basically where they left him off again in new orleans it, mm -hmm. it makes yep. you it makes you you know wonder what comes next for him so i uh, that was another hit i i would have to say my big hit was cassidy and i think i mentioned it earlier just the fact that they they entered or they had so much uh centered on him in this when i thought that they were almost kind of pulling him away from the group the trio and we weren't going to see him quite as much so i was excited to see that he's back in there and, and so important but also I actually really liked how, how much this Laura Featherstone kept showing up in this. And, like, the, I, I think when, at the start, when she 
um, when they find her and her nose is still beat up, beat yeah. to hell, and it's bright red, and it looks like it's like on the side of her face <laughs> after she got beat up by Tulip, she still has that same the same look. Mm-hmm. And even when I think she went to go talk to Aristar, she yeah. still looked like that. He even asked her. About <laughs> yes. He's like, "A girl it's did not... that to you?" Yeah. yeah. No makeup uh, is making thought, it go away. To me, that was my hit. That was hilarious. <laughs> is that it? That was it. Okay. My hit is the Jesse and John Wayne scene. And it made me think a lot about what Jesse was like as a young boy who was being tortured and abused like this. And this is probably coming from a mom point of view again, but I was just thinking of the little boy and how he would um, get himself through situations like this and how... You kind of make up heroes in your head to help you survive. Mm -hmm. And obviously his hero was John Wayne. But he put himself as the marshal of this Wild West town. And I like the line that he said, I'm one of the good guys because there's way too many of the bad. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on in life to to do kind of like all these bad things, but he still sees himself as a good person. So I thought that was really cool. And then also... um, when he's talking to John Wayne this time, John Wayne is like, aren't you worried about the stagehand of yours back east? And obviously he's talking about Tulip, and that's what encourages him or inspires him even to get out of the coffin to go help Tulip because he's never had to really think about anybody else in the past except now he's got Tulip to think about. Mm-hmm. So she's his reason to live and his reason to keep going. Well, so. I, I, yeah, I mean, in that way, when you see that part of him when he's down in that coffin... That is kind of like his, um, that's, you know, his, his um, psychiatric session that yeah. he has to go through uh, when dealing with all these people. Because when he had to deal with the people in the tombs or whatever, you saw that he went into an extremely, you know, another character uh, where he's like the ringmaster. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, and he's, sur- and if that's his family, that's his world. I mean, you know, he even go into the, the high school to try and recruit people to bring back to this world. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that more innocent good guy as his subconscious is, you can see that, you know, that's kind of truly where, you know, that's, that's his preacher side. Yeah. You know, his good side, even though, yeah, he does bad. The bad stuff is just kind of his normal life. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing you kind of see is that it, it, some of that stuff doesn't seem so bad. The robbing and all that kind of stuff doesn't seem so bad to him because that's kind of the way he was brought up. Right. Yeah, but the, the actually taking care of other people, I mean, that's that's the part that, you know, kind of survived. Well, that leads me to my part, too, <laughs> because not only does Jesse have that part of his humanity, but... Also, TC does, because when he's talking to Grandma, she's like, I have every right to take Tulip out right now. And he's like, you can't. Jesse loves her. You Mm, can't do that. That's true. That was a good line. And so I think even though TC in his own right knows that they can't piss Jesse off because he's got to do work for them. But he also has a good heart and that he wants to protect Jesse and Tulip. Yeah, but it was a total like wake up call because he had just been saying bad things about her what hadn't he right before he said that mm. he was well he was saying how he could torture her with the corrosive he could put yes, corrosive yeah, yeah, foot yeah. bath yeah, and all the was, tools exactly, he got at home depot exactly. and stuff and like that he was like but you can't do that yeah 
Well, all right. Then stop coming up with ideas. Well, that's because he wanted to torture her, well, whereas he was, Grandma wanted to kill her. He was, and he was also trying to bring her out of her funk. Right. Because she Make was like happy. in, like, Grandma was in her depressive funk, whatever. And that's so when was, we go play. Yeah, that's so, yeah. Um, torturing people makes her feel better, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Lifts your spirits. Do you have a miss, Ross? Miss would probably be um, stuff we kind of we covered earlier. Um, Jody somehow getting chained to the radiator. Yeah. Um, and Tulip able to escape. I gotta ask you because Scott does not like Jody. What do you think? Uh, how specifically does he not like him? He just sense? doesn't. Well, it, Scott doesn't give specifics. He just says he doesn't like Jody. He just doesn't like him. Yeah, just he's don't like, like Personally, I like Jody more than TC. I think TC is more dislikable. Yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Why is that? TC just is just like a little annoying shit kind of <laughs> dummy. He's kind of a you know? ratty little. Yeah, just gross just a, guy. Yeah, I like TC. Just, I still like TC. I like him for that, actually. Yeah, I think Joe. I think Jody and and the actor who plays him, like you know who that dude is. Well, know? Scott thinks he's like a big oaf. It well, doesn't add anything to no, the storyline, he says. I, I and think I'm he's like, just big, but I think he's a lot smarter than maybe... Um, I think he's a lot smarter than we think he is. I mean, I yep. don't know. He's still kind of a big dummy in the sense that he's kind of like, you know, TC's, you know, uh, whatever, compadre. But I think he's the smarter of the two. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he's definitely... There's more of the backstory on him. You know, he's the one who killed Jesse's dad, right? Yeah. And Jesse was kind of like, um, uh, what did he become? I don't know. It's almost like Jody kind of became somewhat of a weird, uh, shitty uncle to him at that point, right? Right. So there's more to him than there is TC for me. So I, he's more likable. Okay. I don't know. Um, you know, I think that my misses are probably the same. Uh,. I was going to say that the All-Father is kind of a miss to me just because of how disgustingly filthy he is. Dude, yeah, that's perfect, though. But <laughs> on the flip side, I think it's fantastic. So yeah, yeah. I really don't have many misses. Uh, you're, you're introduced to this guy who's super gross. He's even like more evil than Airstar. Because Airstar is portrayed as kind of like the evilness in this organization. Well, I think the miss part of it is that he makes me want to puke whenever I see him. No. Like mm-hmm. I don't like food. I can't stand food. Like when like I worked at a with, restaurant like a with food all over. Him yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked at a restaurant for all of four days in college because I couldn't stand the thought of touching someone else's dirty, nasty plates and cleaning up after them. That I didn't know, and to see this filthy, disgusting person with food all over him, and then when he squeezes the food between his fingers, ugh! I wanted to turn the chair. Is that why you don't help with dishes? Yes. God damn it. <laughs> if I had known that years ago, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty. Gr- it's pretty gross. He's he, he's he, he is uh, he's uh, he is definitely Mr. Creosote from Monty yeah, Python. Yeah, he is. He is. And he's just a completely just awful gluttonous yeah human human being. But I love his character. So, like, I don't know if what if you can call it a miss or not. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I like. I enjoyed like seeing his. I don't know if I love his character yet. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. But yeah, yeah he's he is definitely gross. Yeah. So what's your miss? 
uh, my miss was still like the whole tulip thing, like not seeing what happened when she got released. Like just right. because solely right. because I was like, what happened? How did she get out of there? Because it was they made a big thing about how the fact that like she wasn't getting out of Jody's grasp, right. and then all of a sudden she was free. And I was like, ah, yeah. Yeah. that was it. I think the episode in general is really good. I gotta hope that they somehow flash back to that, maybe, or something, to elaborate yeah. on that. Because we cannot be the only ones that are this, you know, not to say, like, I'm just overly annoyed with it. It's just, it's too obvious to overlook. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know the thing that we didn't really talk about, or did, was it in this episode, when um, Tulip flashes to God? Oh, we did not talk about that. Okay. Anyway, so that was a very, it was a very minor thing, but it was just where she dies and then God says you failed. Yeah. Pass, fail, and you're failing. Yeah, and you're yeah. failing. That was it. Yeah, pass, fail, and you're failing. Yeah, so there's got to be more to more to that for sure, too. And that was quick, but I think, uh, again, it wasn't just because of the scenario, I think. I think there's going to be more to that. Uh, yeah, because I don't really see what she's failing at. I mean, she died. Yeah. She can't help yeah. that. That There's wasn't be her more deal. Explanation to that, right? Yeah. Well, that, maybe, that I mean, again, maybe it's just in her head. Maybe God's just in her head. I don't think so. But maybe that part was just in her head. I don't know. It was weird. It was they had weird. like a whole like weird song where it was like you could barely hear what he was saying. It was somewhat faint. Sounds like we're going to see God just about every episode now. Okay. For Tulip, at least. Fake God. Fake news. Fake, fake real God. Real fake God? Real. Real fake God. Fake real God. Okay, we do have some listener comments. Seth Tillman said, Best episode this season. Glad to finally see the Duke <laughs> and the Lighter together and seeing Icarius and Le Effont du Sang. <laughs> Le Font du Sang. Le Font du Sang. I am not good at French. Gets me really excited. All Father was just as disgusting as he was in the book, and I'm not sure that was fu- what was funnier, Humperdoo or how much Hoover play- enjoyed playing. I agree. Hum- uh, Hoover was hilarious. I love Hoover. Really, Hoover's kind of eh. really. Well, I mean, he is. He's like he's the assistant. But he's so funny. <laughs> he he's is like okay, comic he relief. Is. I know. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. And he was really getting into his piano playing. <laughs> yeah. He was very excited. Oh, that's true. He was when he was getting, yeah, for the tap dancing scene. No, yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. It was super cute. Yeah. You are my flower at Rennie89 said, it was a fine episode as every week. Love Jesse Cassidy Tulip when it's not going crazy and do not try to kill grandma because she'll die too. Quite the twist. Yeah, that was unexpected that. That she'd be Tulip. tied to grandma? Yeah, well, yeah. that Tulip job, died grandma. when. Yeah, she died. Exactly. It, it, but it was funny when TC's be... like, you're doing the wrong one. <laughs> when, yeah, yes, when yes. Jesse was doing the CPR. That was funny. Uh, next week on Preacher, uh, season three, episode six, Les Enfants du Sang, which is our uh, our our bait kids of the blood, I guess, right? Children of the blood. The children of the blood. Tulip, Jesse, Jody, and TC hatch an ambitious plan to save both grandmas and Tulip's lives. Cassidy explores a new friendship in New Orleans. That will be the leader of the Children of the Blood. Yeah. So. You had news? Well, you know, we haven't talked about Comic-Con yet. Okay. Comic-Con was this past weekend, and they released trailers for Season 9 of The Walking Dead and for the second half of Fear the Walking Dead. 
And then, of course, they did the panels, and Andrew Lincoln was on the panel and confirmed that he is definitely leaving The Walking Dead. Did you guys get to watch those, any of the panels or the no, trailers I didn't. or anything? No, I didn't. Ross, have you checked any of that out? No, I hadn't, I hadn't checked it out. I had heard that, though, so I know there's much debate about what's going to mm-hmm. happen next or... You know where the storyline goes, or yeah. how they do it. I guess well, I saw you posting on uh, on Facebook when you were like, like crying and screaming about Andrew Lincoln leaving. Right. Yes. Just a bunch of black black heart emojis. Yes. You know all that sort of thing. <laughs> <clears throat> do you guys have thoughts on what's going to happen or what? I don't know. I was just on? I was. Conf- I talked to Kim about this. I was like. Why did they announce it so much in advance that he was going to be leaving this? It just seemed ridiculous to me. They always kill a character off, and then it's like, oh, he's gone. Why? Why is it such a huge thing that they made out of making sure everybody knew he was leaving? So my reasoning behind that is, I think they're trying to get ahead of those spoilery websites that seem to just put everything out there. Spoil it right off the bat. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's exactly what they're doing. Okay. Because if you get halfway through the season and all of a sudden Andrew Lincoln stops showing up on set, don't you think people are going to start talking? Sure, but then the people are going to start watching to see what's going on. I'm like I I'm very confused as to why they would just bring this out like he's unless he's like I don't know, he's open for contract with someone else and he's just hoping to get another onto another set somewhere i don't know it just seemed really weird to me well if you think about the timing of when they free agent on uh, of when they start filming and when they finish filming they started filming in like april or may of this year they finish around november beginning of november so by the end of the summer it would make sense that half the season is over by then right for their filming so they had to get ahead of that that's you, why. That's okay, what I you, think. So you think like somebody actually already like they already saw or they're already getting rumors about that stuff prior? Not or were there any? Were there any other I don't I don't remember there being anything out there, but I think that the producers made a a honest decision to let's just get let's just get rid of the speculation before it even starts and we're just gonna put it out there that he is leaving the series and be done with it so that there's you know, you guys remember how difficult it was when the whole Glenn episodes were happening with who got killed by Negan. Oh, yeah, but they made... And people were speculating. They made tons of money off all that stuff, though. But the <laughs> but the viewers got pissed. They were so mad about the way they left the season hanging and who was actually going to be killed and people were, like, okay. stalking the sets and all this stuff. If, if Yeah, people's... but they didn't lose any of them. <laughs> they did lose them. Are you kidding Do you think? Oh, yeah, that's why the viewership has gone down. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, Not because yes, of yes. the Glenn stuff. Yes, I, I, I of course it's doubt, because of Glenn. I think this, no, is, no, no, this, is, no. this is all stuff out of our control. I just I think it's the, realistically, it's knowing you can't keep a lid on any of this stuff right. anymore. Yeah. Right. So they just put it out there. It's It just complements what Kim was saying. They can't keep any of this stuff under wraps anymore. It's going to get out there regardless of oh, let's try to do this because it'll play this way to the viewers or whatever. They can't right. even fucking help it anymore. So they mm-hmm. just put it out was, there to like... I was just shocked that they, that they put it out there, I guess is what I'm saying. After after, yeah. uh, after all the 
right, secrecy right. they've had over so many things. It's like yeah, the biggest character yeah. in the series. They're just gonna be like, oh yeah, he's not gonna be back next. Episode. Well, oh, I see. I see your point entirely, Stu. Yeah. It's it, it it's it doesn't make a lot of it, from that standpoint. It, I I completely agree. So now we watch but the entire it, uh, next season. Like, okay, when's he dying? See, episode right, right. six. We, well, oh, okay. There you go. He dies in episode six. <laughs> what? Well, that's what IMDb goes up to is episode six. So I think he's going to be like the mid-season Sweet. finale is when he dies. But what I'm what I'm thinking is why are there people still today or still at Comic Con when when that rolled around that didn't believe he was leaving? Like it was all over the internet this past Friday. Oh, Andrew Lincoln confirms he's leaving The Walking Dead. No shit. We've known that for like a month. And there's people who still don't believe he's leaving? Yeah. Come on. There's other things in recent news that you, you kind of wonder, how do people not believe right. <laughs> the other right. side of things? But Yeah, uh, there's always going to be that group. Yeah, there's people you know? that just don't want to, they don't want to let it go. Right. Yeah, I, I can understand <laughs> that. I think that's what that is. I can understand yeah. that as being crazy, but I can understand that. <laughs> when when you've been given facts, yeah, that's the way it is, buddy. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same kind of same way with uh, Fear of the Walking Dead when um, you know they're throwing out that uh, the matriarch, uh, what's her name, died. Kim Dickens. Kim Dickens, and people are like, and she even announced it on Twitter and, and everything. Talking Dead, Talking Dead, and Facebook, and blah blah blah. And people are like, oh, she's still coming back. In fact, we still have people that are still saying. Fans that are on on a bar show that are even saying she's still coming back. Yeah, I don't think she is, guys. I don't think she is either. I don't think she can come back from that. No. Tobias. Tobias is coming back. (laughs) But. With a quickness. Do you remember Tobias? Oh, yeah. Okay. How can you forget Tobias? Okay. He was one of the pivotal characters. Exactly. Yes. Really, of the entire. On Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I blew myself. Did well, you have any other news? Did you guys actually watch the trailers though that came out, or see the posters even that came out? For what? For The Walking Dead or Fear? Which one? Mm-mm. Either one. Uh, yeah, I saw the Fear stuff. I saw the trailers for Fear. Yeah. The trailers for Fear look better than anything we've actually seen so far. Yeah, it looks good. Think? It looks good. It looks really exciting. So if you haven't seen those, those are on amc.com. You should check those out. And Ross, if you Ross was one of the the people that um, stopped watching Fear of the Walking Dead, I think, right? Yeah, and I you'll was be one of those people. You'll you'll be happy to know that it's actually kind of like The Walking Dead now. <laughs> right? They've, they've I, you know, brought yeah. characters from The Walking Dead into Fear of the Walking Dead and almost rebooted Fear of the Walking Dead, which was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. In this past season. It was good. It was well done. But it was like kind of questionable because like, wow, they just kind of killed off most of the cast, the original cast. And they brought in um, John and Naomi, which I can't remember her name now. June? Yeah, but the guy from The Walking Dead. Oh, Morgan. They brought Morgan in from The Walking Dead. Well, the other little bit of news is that Chris Hardwick is coming back. So AMC has done their investigation and they've wrapped everything up and they have concluded that Chris Hardwick did nothing wrong. And so he will be coming back to host The Talking Dead and presumably presumably his talk show will also be coming back. 
Yvette Nicole Brown is going to do the season nine preview, which airs, I think it's August 5th. And she's also going to guest host or guest star on the Talking Dead. But he's back. Good. I think they had to do an investigation on, I guess. I I must say I'm kind of happy that he's back. I'm very happy that he's back. I'm glad that he was exonerated. Yes. Yes, completely. The guy should... Okay, let's not get too crazy here. But, like, yeah, basically, if everybody's going to throw allegations at somebody, every, it should be immediately looked into. Yep. Yep. And uh, and they were just as swift as his, uh, you know, whatever, as his ousting as they were with his uh, recent reinstatement. So kudos to them. Yep. Yeah, and I think this is the first time I've heard of somebody actually coming back from accusations right. like this. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not true. Their that's name true. not becoming shit for the rest of their lives, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. now we got Gunn being fired from Disney for um, um, the Galaxy series. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yes. I don't know how I feel about that either. Well, you know what? Um, yeah. People are, I guess, unfortunately, in time now, going to throw allegations at stuff. Then let them investigate it and let them, you know, try and filter through it and see if there's any truth to any of it. If they can't find anything, then yeah, the guys shouldn't be completely punished for it. I mean, there's, there's been plenty of people that have been completely brought down for things that you still don't know if it was true or not. So, well, I I mean, my opinion about him is that the things he did were, were a long time ago. And I understand that does not excuse anything. And I don't know if he was sincere when he said these things or not, but Disney released song of the South. And that's all I got to say. I don't know what that means, but okay. That was the Br'er Rabbit movie. It was the most racist movie in oh, the world. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, well, they so, had plenty of other, um, yeah, Looney Tunes cartoons that kind of went their way, too. That's true, too. But that's not Disney, is it? Uh, I don't know. It probably is now. They own everything. Don't <laughs> that's Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's but, Batman, not Spider-Man. Yeah, but anyway, so, (laughs) you know, I don't know how to feel about that, but I don't think that the series is going to be as good without him, so. Yeah. That's not to say that I would want somebody like Harvey Weinstein coming back in, because he's an asshole. Yeah, no, there's no arguing with that. That's, that's a, yeah, that's, I don't, and I don't know the story on He's a lot more than an asshole, I believe. Yeah, that's, that's (laughs) straight up evil, but like. I don't know this the story on the Guardians of the Galaxy cat, but um, we yeah, it's it's awful. There's we've just got to be uh, careful. Yeah, each individual case needs to be looked at mm-hmm. individually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. on that note, if you want to write to us, you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail dot com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepodcast and on Facebook at facebook dot com slash fearmepodcast. And we just want to thank Ross for coming on. Thank you so much for filling in for Scott. It was yeah. awesome. Awesome. Thank you for having me, guys. I was glad to be uh, to be back, and hopefully I did a little bit better than I did two years ago. And uh, Kim will let me know immediately. I'm sure uh, via text. What are you doing next week? <laughs> That'll be nice. Is Scott still gone next week? Yeah. yeah. You, you, you on next week? Yeah, I can do that. I, I think I can. <laughs> Okay, perfect. I mean, yeah, yeah. you heard it here, folks. You just yeah, went yeah. through all the trouble of watching the entire series. So. Yeah, so we're, yeah, we're making it. Right, he's coming back. Make next it worth week. your so while. Yeah, so yeah, Ross will be back next weekend. week. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, gang. 
Yeah, anything for you. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. See you later. Good night. Have a good one.